Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find. I'm Adam Portress. Um, today, no music, no uh, sound effects, no uh, proclamations of silliness. Um, today is I'm recording a podcast that I'm going to be honest with you. I never thought that I would have to record, um, but I, I feel that something needs to be said. Um, February 2nd, 2014, um, the world lost a great actor. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was found uh, dead in his uh, New York apartment from an apparent uh, drug overdose. Um, I, I gotta say, when I, when I heard this news, I, um, you know, we, we have a lot of celebrities that that, you know, live, die, and all this stuff. People are in the spotlight, and people go all the time, sometimes in a quick, perhaps shocking manner. And um, I guess a lot of times we can take some of those and disconnect them from ourselves in some way. And then there are those moments where, you know, a particular celebrity dies, and it kind of hits you hits you a lot harder than, you know, any of the other handful that you see from, you know, year in and year out. <clears throat> um, this, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's death hit me pretty hard on Sunday, and not since uh, Phil Hartman died was, has, has a celebrity's death affected me like this, because... For me, the tough ones are the ones that you couldn't see happening in a million years. I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman was the kind of guy that, honestly, you know, I don't want to say we took him for granted because I don't think that we did, but I think we all thought that, you know, we're going to be seeing this guy for, you know, another 30 years. He's just going to continue to entertain us for, you know, years on end. And we, we were just really starting to see just the, the growth of this guy as an actor. And just the world was really starting to just, I mean, I don't want to say starting. I mean, because people have been appreciating for a long time. But, uh, I mean, even a younger generation with the, uh, the new Hunger Games movie that came out, he was one of the best things in that movie. And um, I just... But but so a younger generation is actually going to be able will will you know <laughs> we're primed to become big Philip Seymour Hoffman fans on account of that movie and that's hopefully they'll go back and revisit his other work because unfortunately we're not going to get any more and that's just it's it's quite disheartening very sad to me um, you know like I said and especially when it's something that could be prevented. And addiction is just a a horrid, horrid thing, and it's a burden that no one should have to bear, and it, it's it's just it's it's a tragedy. It's honestly, it's just so sad. I mean, he had been uh, he'd been quite open about his uh, struggle with addiction in the past, and I believe that I read that he had uh, not too awful long ago got out of some sort of a rehab and everything, and. Um, Addiction is a demon that is very tough to uh, uh, get free from. Um, you know, <laughs> alcoholics always just go, you're never not an alcoholic. You're always an alcoholic. 
it you know these things never leave you they're always present every day is another battle and um sometimes we lose those battles and um but Philip Seymour Hoffman will most certainly be remembered in his work he's a fantastic actor and i just wanted to uh instead of mourning his death which we all do i think we need to also celebrate what the man left us he left us with some fantastic fantastic work now uh, i had initially planned to kind of uh do a more of a production type show put in some clips from his uh movies and stuff like that but you know the more i went in and tried to take clips and uh uh sort of put them in context for people and be able to kind of separate things out i found that very difficult to do um so I, I'm not going to do that, but uh, I do encourage you to go out, and I, I'm sure you're familiar with some of his work. Get familiar with all of it. I mean, the man uh, gave us some some great, great stuff. I mean, he, he went from, you know, kind of a buddy sidekick almost thing to, I mean, he was a villain in Mission Impossible 3 for crying out loud. I mean, that's 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 some range right there, you know. Uh, he was most certainly an actor's actor, uh, you know, beloved by his own peers. And that is something that, that, that's just the highest praise right there. It's like when your own ilk goes, he's one of the best. That's when you know that you've really done it. And to be that kind of actor's actor and uh, to a lesser degree uh, later in his career, uh, a bit of a character actor um, and yet to be known. A lot of character actors are, you know, fantastic actors, but most of us don't know their names. Philip Seymour Hoffman is one of those guys that kind of went from sort of character actor and jumped up to uh, pretty much leading man status in uh, some smaller films, but still, uh, you know, films no less. And of course, you know, won an Oscar uh, for his uh, portrayal of Truman Capote. And um, I think his last, like I said before, he had the. Um, his last work will be the uh, Hunger Games uh, sequels. Uh, and, and while good performance is there, uh, I really think his uh, best performance to date uh, was would be in The Master as Lancaster Dodd, the uh, kind of loosely based on uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Um, fantastic. I'm going to leave with um, a, a clip from that, but uh, before I do... Um, just have have this death of of this beloved actor help inform your day to day life. If you know somebody with addiction, or feel that somebody may be headed down that road, by all means, do whatever you can to help that person. They might not even know that they're in this kind of situation. They might not even be aware of it themselves. Chances are they're awful. There's an awfully good chance that they are aware of it and would like to do something about it, but can't. And you know what? When you go and you help those people, you never stop. Never stop holding them accountable. Never stop making sure that they're okay. Because, like I said, it is not something that is easy to do. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of dumb, dumb idiots out there who think, oh, why don't you just stop? <laughs> it's It's not that simple. If it were that simple, trust me, I'm sure there's a lot of people 
with addictive personalities that would stop a lot of their awful, awful habits. But, um, so look out for each other. And that's, that's essentially what this is going to be is, uh, you know, celebrate this man's work and also have it be a lesson to all of us to watch out for each other and help your fellow man. And then at the end of the day, you know, can't ask for much more than that. So, uh, Here's a uh, here's a clip from the master that I happen to enjoy. Uh, I think uh, the last super amazing performance by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, that's it, and uh, thanks for listening. What what I just experienced was that me? What was you, darling? That man in the armor was that me? Yes, that was your spirit. Our spirits live on in the, the whole of time, exist in many vessels through time. This is the vessel you're existing in now, in 1950. Excuse me. As you all may recall, during the trauma that you went through while we were processing, yes. it was of the utmost importance that you experience every detail every specific detail through all of your senses of that memory and that we go over it again and over it again and over it again until it loses its power this is very excuse me this is very important why it is important excuse me is if you bring someone Mm -hmm. out of a traumatic event back to the present time no matter how carefully you do that excuse me if you have not gone over the Excuse memory... Me. Excuse me. Some of this sounds quite like hypnosis. Is it not? This is a process of dehypnotization, if you will. Man is asleep. This process wakes him from his slumber. I still find it difficult to see the proof with regards to past lives that your movement claims. Would you care to submit yourself to processing? Look through the telescope, as my friend said. Well, perhaps another time. You've also said that these methods, cause methods, can cure leukemia, according to your book. And Some forms said. of leukemia. Mm-hmm. In being able to access past lives, we are able to treat illnesses that may have started back thousands, even trillions of years. Trillions? With a T, sir. <laughs> the Earth is not understood to be more than a few billion years old. Well, even the smartest of our... Current scientists can be fooled. Yes. You can understand skepticism. Yes, can you oh, yes, yes. For without it, we'd be positives and no negatives. Therefore, zero charge. We must have it. Good science, by definition, allows for more than one opinion. Which it? is why our gathering of data is so far reaching. Otherwise, you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. Is it not? Tis, tis. And thankfully, we are, all of us, working at breakneck speeds and in unison towards capturing the mind's fatal flaws and correcting it back to its inherent state of perfect. Whilst writing civilization and eliminating war and poverty and therefore the atomic threat. <laughs> well, <laughs> I find it quite difficult to comprehend or more to the point, believe that you believe, sir that time travel hypnosis therapy can bring world peace and cure cancer. I have never been to the pyramids, have you? No. And yet we know that they are there. 
because learned men have told us so. May I ask, what is your name? John Moore. Mr. Moore, if I may. Is there something frightening to you about the cause's travels into the past? Frightening? Yes. No. no. Well, what's, what's, what scares you so much about traveling into the past, sir? I'm not Are you afraid that we might discover that our past has been reshapen, perverted? And perhaps what we think we know of this world is false information. Time travel does not frighten me, sir, because it's not possible. What does frighten me is the possibility of some poor soul oh, with leukemia oh, there are dangers coming to in you. traveling in oh. and out of time, as we understand it. But it's not unlike traveling down a river, you see. You travel down the river, round the bend, look back, and you cannot see around the bend, can you? But that does not mean it is not there, does it? But certain clubs would like us to think that a truth, I say truth, uncovered should stay hidden. I belong to no club, and if you're unwilling to allow any discussion... No, this isn't a discussion, it's a grilling. There's nothing I can do for you if your mind has been made up. You seem to know the answers to your questions. Why do you ask? I'm sorry you're unwilling to defend your beliefs in any kind of rational way. Oh, if, if, you, if, you, if, if you already know the answers to your questions, then why ask pig fuck? We are not helpless. And we are on a journey that risks the dark. If you don't mind, a good night to you.